Jess is somebody that we love. She is a remarkable mom, a remarkable human being. She does so many different things, but notably, she is the communications chair for Autism Speaks Southern California, uh, which we're going to be talking about that a little bit more later on. But you you do so many remarkable things in our community. Thank You're you. so well known in our community. Everyone loves you. I said earlier when you I learned here, from the best. I learned from you uh, guys. So well, but you bring your own joy with you. You're you one of those people you can see that you know she grins and you're just a happy person and everybody who uh, does anything in Southern California gets to meet you at some point and goes okay that's a remarkable person mm -hmm. thank you very so much so we're thrilled to have you on any day of the week for all of those reasons and more and I'm excited to be here this is the first time I've actually been in the studio which is crazy okay. I don't it know is how crazy that could be. because we're all at the same events together yeah. all the time but this is my first time in studio well it's been way too long yes this is uh, true. but you're here today to talk about something really remarkable because we watched you go through some things and I've, I'm, I've got the Kleenex ready because I can go there easily um, that you've got uh, a son tell us a little bit about Royce so my son Royce is nine he just turned nine last month and um, this spring he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma stage 2a in between his heart and lungs and on both sides of his neck so okay. um, he went to school one day for five minutes his one-on-one -on -one aide sent him home um, well sent him to me and we 11 hours later we were getting transported to oncology at Children's Hospital LA for for lymphoma tell us a little bit about Royce and okay well, he was nine when he was diagnosed he was eight when well he was eight when he was diagnosed with cancer he was two and a quarter when he was diagnosed with, with autism, autism. Yes. so you know Shannon and I often say uh, life goes on with autism. Yeah. That means you face the death of a, a loved one, a parent, you face illnesses in the family, cancer with a spouse, cancer with a child, particularly really a rough road to travel. I mean, we have to face it. What you've been through has been just an extraordinary journey. It was a different year. That a is different sure. year. <laughs> and tell us... Um, first of all, how, uh, on what level of the spectrum was Royce and when he was diagnosed and where was he in his autism journey prior to the cancer diagnosis? Um, Royce is really high functioning now. Um, he's in a regular fourth grade class doing, you know, neurotypical stuff with neurotypical mm -hmm. peers um, or other high functioning children with autism. Um, he was not always that way. He's one of the fortunate ones that's really benefited from the therapies and treatments that we got and we started with him early. Yes. Um, but he was high functioning at the time of his cancer diagnosis. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we used a lot of our like behavioral tools that we had in our toolbox to help him through that journey. Right. But he's really an incredible kid. Like it was really something that he had inside himself to help life go on right. in the face of right. the obstacles that he faced. Well, what were your fears when you first got, I mean, you must have been terrified. I, you know, I know when my husband got his cancer diagnosis, all I heard was cancer and you go to, are they going to die? I'm, I'm sorry. That's what you go to through, right? Um, or I don't know. Maybe you, you know, didn't. I waited. If someone was going to give me a timeline, I yeah. was going to be worried about a timeline. Right. No one ever gave me a timeline. So I wasn't going to think timelines mm -hmm. because no one was giving me a timeline. So okay. I just went on the assumption that someone would have the obligation to give me a timeline right. if there was a timeline. Right. So I'm like, if we're not having that conversation, that's good. Like okay. we'll start there. Right? right. Good. And then like my son, he just did better if everyone was, you know, joyful around him. Of course. Him. Of course. Um, and this is a little kid, you know, and right. a regular eight year old doesn't right. necessarily know what cancer 
cancer is. Of course. So a child with autism, like we've got plenty on our plates without, you know, teaching our eight year old about cancer. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know what cancer was. So mm -hmm. some of it was just providing him um, age appropriate and developmentally appropriate information about what was going on with him. Were you open with him right away? Yeah, we had to be. So, um, I mean, he went in um, and was immediately having trouble breathing and got his biopsy and they deflated a lung and they put a tube in and they had to, you know, reinflate the lung. So he was already hooked up to machines by the time we were disclosing to him because everything was going really fast. And we weren't going to tell him like what was happening with him until we knew for certain, which mm -hmm. required doing the biopsy. We just told him we were all working on it. Um, but by the time we acquired the diagnosis within an hour, we were in there with Child Life and providing that information to him. And Child Life are the most amazing people on the planet. Mm. They are so incredible. Like they are children translators, you okay. know. It was just amazing. They That's had a great thing their to cancer know. Book. We should have them on the show. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's yeah. amazing. Okay. And, and were they prepared then or did you have to prepare them for knowing about autism? They are hip to the whole thing. Okay. It is incredible. And actually we've had um, ABA and floor time providers who were formerly like doing hours as child life providers. So the mm. two kind of intersect in an interesting wow. way. Though as autism parents, we don't intersect with child life very often unless our children are in the hospital for something else but um, they went in and they were prepared and they had visual guides and move wow. the cancer cell here and I think there was Velcro involved and wow. it was like pecs about cancer. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. But okay. you know, when you need it, you really need it. Right. You're not gonna sit there cutting out those little pieces and doing the whole thing. But, of course. But they were prepared and so they So for Royce this was tools. a very um, probably he felt familiar, he felt comforted, he felt with people that supported him. Yeah. And he understood. He did, and I think um, it's hard to get information like that. Like, he shed a couple of tears, and I think he was scared, and then he was like, okay, so let's play Yahtzee, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was like, let's, you know, go. Yeah. They have a playroom on the floor. He's like, right. let's go to the playroom. He's still a, let's he's go still a child. Yeah. Exactly. You can't ever forget that, can you? Exactly. He's still a little kid, you know? Right. And so our biggest job was just providing him access to his right. childhood and right. in the best ways that we could through okay. that process. Okay.